Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Settling Down Podcast. I'm your host, Alexis, and my co-host is my super fine fiance. Howdy everyone, I'm Zach. (laughs) (laughs) We are clearly very nervous. We both just poured a fresh, nice glass of red wine It is a nice Friday night, but anyways, a little bit about ourselves. We're engaged. We are two weeks, no, like a little over two weeks out from our wedding, almost two two weeks weeks out from our rehearsal. Oh shit. Yeah. That's wild. We've been engaged since January and we're getting married very soon. So we figured, you know what? Why not start a podcast instead of doing everything else that's on our to-do list for this wedding? (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm a queen of procrastination, so... This is this is a very great example of that. Yep, we we try our best to be organized, but we haven't been too organized with this wedding, nor are we for this podcast. So we're just winging it. <laughs> you guys should really see this setup. We have the mic set up right now on a quesadilla maker. Anyways, yes, welcome to the very first episode of Settling Down Podcast. So a little background about the name. We definitely wanted to start a podcast that was a little bit more geared towards. Dating, and if you're dating, dating more intentionally to essentially have that goal of settling down and meeting the person that you're supposed to be with, and also pertaining to couples that are in serious relationships together and just might need another outlet and resource and podcast or, you know, something to tune into for some relationship advice for a successful and happy relationship that hopefully leads to marriage like us, but... We still have two weeks, so you never know what could happen in two weeks. Well, Lexi's all about these, like, relationship podcasts and, you know, taking the deep dive on why people behave the way they do in relationships. I can't say that I've ever listened to a relationship podcast other than, like, (laughs) the guys on chicks segment and part of my take. But we definitely wanted to make this entertaining and, you know, what I hear from Lexi is most relationship and dating podcasts are very negative and we want to try to shine a more positive light on it and also just make something that's appealing to male and female listeners yeah and like don't get me wrong like the the negative stories of just like oh f that guy he's such a douche like they're definitely very addicting and full of drama and i feel like girls just love listening to stuff like that just so well it's your trash reality tv in audio (laughs) form well, act, yeah, and like in real life too, it's just like a nice reminder of like, oh wow, like I, my dating life isn't a complete dumpster fire. Like other people have it way worse out there. But yeah, the goal of this podcast is to kind of just be a little bit more constructive, a little bit more of that big brother, big sister type of situation where like we want to provide legitimate and like valid and solid advice to people out there just from pure experience. Obviously, we're not perfect. We're very far from it. So we kind of want to use this podcast to be as transparent and real and relatable as possible because there are a lot of like scenarios and experiences and situations in relationships and dating that people don't really talk about on TikTok. They don't talk about on Instagram. Like the influencers are talking about it. And like we just want to shed some light on those certain topics to kind of normalize it and get people a little bit more comfortable and less in their heads when it comes to dating because when it comes to it like you're like essentially I mean unless you're just dating to like get it in or hook up but 
you're dating to potentially find like a good solid relationship and then hopefully that good solid relationship turns into something more maybe marriage if you believe in that or just like a lifelong partnership but nonetheless relationships end in only two ways you break up or you stay together forever and breakups like fucking suck so the goal is to essentially avoid that that is the more common conclusion to a relationship oh yeah obviously you got to go through some of those breakups to find the thing that's gonna be the one that lasts forever yeah and then like that's another lens to look at it too like breakups aren't there just because you suck at dating and because you don't deserve love they're there to kind of like guide you in the right direction like if i didn't go through my five million breakups that i went through in my (laughs) 20s like i wouldn't have met zach and finally realized like oh wow, my standards actually weren't too high. I was just with the wrong person. We just kind of want to cover topics like that. And as that kind of like touched upon, there's like a huge gap in the dating and relationship like field or industry when it comes to men. I feel like there are a lot of guy dating coaches out there, but they are either coaching women on like how to like attract a guy and like get a guy to be like obsessed with her or they're like literally just teaching and coaching guys how to like pick up women in bars and that's gonna say the only time i've ever heard of a male dating coach is in the movie hitch oh my god yeah and even then it's like i mean that that's a really cute movie because he's kind of like teaching him confidence and like how to well actually the whole message in that movie he kind of teaches him how to be cool to attract someone which is like the complete wrong way to go about dating because you bottom line you want to completely be authentically yourself because you can't keep up that like cool fake facade forever well wasn't what he was doing was doing that for like most of his clients and then Mm -hmm. this guy Mm -hmm. had a chance with this chick that was way out of his league so he like actually tried to teach him how to be himself and be confident in himself and no he tried to teach him to be cool but then he was such a nerd that like he couldn't help his like Mm. his own personal like style come out like you know the whole dancing thing when he's doing like the um... The (laughs) q-tip yeah i don't know i gotta watch that movie again but where was i going with this oh yeah essentially that we just feel like there's i mean i feel like there's a huge gap in like dating and relationship advice for men and the only reason i say i think there's a gap because zach doesn't recognize that there's a gap because essentially guys just don't go out seeking that kind of information and that kind of advice and even if guys talk to their friend groups about dating and their relationships it's like oh yeah like so-and-so and and I just broke up and then their friends would be like oh man are you good are you okay (laughs) and then you're like yeah and then that's it right yeah I mean you don't really like I don't know guys are not the best at seeking advice in general but when it comes to relationships especially I feel like there's this like it's almost like a pride thing where you don't really want to like make it known kind of what you're going through and what you're dealing with and that's you know you just don't really ask for advice on how to deal with certain situations in a relationship you just kind of wing it and see what happens correct me if i'm wrong but like finding your wife is like a super big deal well duh (laughs) so why don't you ask for advice like why don't guys like talk about it more and take it more seriously like they take their jobs 
seriously. They take their freaking fantasy teams more seriously than they take dating. I don't. I just don't understand it. I I can really tell you the reason behind it. Like we're just in general not wired that way. I guess. Well, that's the reason of this podcast. I'm going to unpack that a little bit more for our listeners and for you and for other guys out there that kind of need a need a little wake-up call when it comes to dating in a healthy way. But anyways, just to give y'all a little background on us before we kind of like dive into our topic for tonight, I'm Alexis. Go by Lexi. <laughs> That's really weird to say. Let's see, a little about myself. As far as like my dating background goes, um, I had a boyfriend going into my senior year in high school. And then halfway through my senior year in high school, I was diagnosed with cancer. I'll probably get into that a little bit more in another episode. So that's me leaving a little bit of a cliffhanger to make sure y'all come back. But Essentially, I went through cancer and I still had that boyfriend at the time and he stayed by my side through all of it until my freshman year in college. Then we ended up breaking up sophomore year in college and then I was single for the rest of my time in school. And then I got another boyfriend like right before I graduated. That was, I want to say like that was probably like my turning point in terms of like that just triggered my craziness inside of me like that I didn't even know existed because lo and behold it was only like my second serious boyfriend in like my entire youth years so anyways that was just like a whirlwind and just acted as a catalyst that led into my dumpster fire dating years going through my 20s and so my 20s was basically just full of being in the wrong relationships I was constantly in a relationship like if I broke up with someone I would I wouldn't be single for very long I feel like the longest I was single in my 20s was probably like two years and that was like a big deal for me and that was like my finding myself like eat pray love phase and like it was only two years wasn't even like that big of a deal and then I got into other relationships like throughout my mid-20s until finally when COVID hit I was in another relationship and then that ended kind of like July of 2020 (laughs) and then I was single for like a whopping (laughs) month before I finally met Zach and we actually matched on Bumble and the rest is history and then finally met Zach and I was like holy shit like this is what it's supposed to feel like this is exactly the person I've been wanting and looking for this entire time and just continued to convince myself that I was too much and like bottom line was that I was just with the wrong person so I'm sure later on in other episodes I'll get a little bit deeper into that entire history because I just really crammed like a whole 10 years of my life into like just a few seconds and we all know we want it that's that's the juicy stuff that's that's the good shit that we actually want to hear so don't worry we'll dive into those situations a little bit later but I'll let Zach kind of dive more into his (laughs) you know recap of his dating life just the cliff notes yeah Lexi and I had almost the opposite dating histories coming into this. I also had a high school girlfriend that that relationship ended in a wild manner. We might get into that a little bit later. But after high school, the summer after high school, I had another serious relationship that lasted about a year and a half. I was still living in my hometown at the time. 
and going to the junior college there. And she was a little younger than me, so she was still in high school when we first started dating. That lasted a year and a half, and after that, stayed single for a while, transferred to Cal Lutheran my junior year of college. I went into that with the intention of not having a girlfriend or getting into any relationships until I was done with school. <laughs> that didn't plan didn't go very well, <laughs> and I found myself in a relationship that lasted about five years longer than it should have. <laughs> and uh, once that ended, took another break and just really enjoyed being myself and hanging out with friends. Moved in with my two younger brothers at the time, right before COVID hit actually. And that was great to be living with them at the time. But obviously with COVID, there wasn't as many options to get out and meet people. Thanks to Bumble, though, we are huge uh, fans of Bumble. and <laughs> Not uh, anymore, though. <laughs> yeah. But it brought us together yeah. in a time when it was hard to meet people. And really just from day one, Lexi and I really kicked it off well, and here we are now. Yeah. So, yeah, we both have very different dating histories and pasts, but we like to kind of reflect and compare a little bit, I guess, and use, you know, our history to kind of dive into, you know, relationship topics, just even in conversation with each other. So that was kind of what, what led us to do this is just from having those conversations, just the two of us. And we were, yeah, we have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And kind of figured that, uh, you know, maybe someone else could yeah. benefit from hearing this as well. Oh, I mean, I would love listening to a podcast like this, not going to lie. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty big Bumble stan, I will say that. So if you're single and you're, like, trying to compare dating apps, I mean, we live in Huntington Beach in Orange County, and I'd say, like, I tested out all of the dating apps, and I'd say Bumble is probably the one that garnered the most results. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I probably just withheld the information because I didn't want to, like, cheapen our relationship but you're actually like my fourth boyfriend from bumble <laughs> fourth time's a charm <laughs> so if that doesn't give you hope i don't know what will obviously those other relationships just completely fail but we can dive into that also later in terms of like what i did wrong and like what like obviously what zach and i did differently this time around to kind of you know really make sure that it was a right fit but yeah so if i didn't say it before my na my name's alexis and my last name is Dela Cruz, and it's soon to be Car. So that'll be kind of like our little segue into tonight's topic. Uh, so essentially, yeah, I'm changing my last name to Car. I kind of view marriage and all of that in a pretty like traditional manner. Like ever since I was younger, I was like, yes, I'm definitely gonna change my last name, even if he had like the most awful last name ever like I just I don't know I'm very like sentimental and traditional in that sense and it was just never a question in my mind to change my last name when I got married although my last name is like pretty awesome like I love my last name Dela Cruz but so yeah just segueing into like the topic for this episode is like last month I actually like went through like a pretty like interesting week-long identity crisis so with our wedding being so soon I don't even know what triggered this. I think 
I honestly think I was like at, like looking at old photos from like before we met or like listening to some kind of like playlist that I curated before we met like back in my single girl days but it just kind of brought me back to this time where before I met Zach I was like single living my own life like living in Newport and just kind of like doing my own thing and like I really was I think it was during like that two-year time period of like when I was single and I literally had like a really great time during that time period and I really was like learning how to like fall in love with myself and like get to know myself all over again and figure out what my interests are and I'm sure like all my single girls out there can relate like nothing's better than like kind of coming home and you're like okay what do I want to do tonight I'm gonna make myself dinner I'm gonna like put on a face mask turn on my trash tv then you open up your dating app and you're like swiping and then you have this other guy texting you and it's not necessarily like the whole like feeling wanted aspect of it it was just more so like you just feel like yourself and you don't have like any other responsibilities or like things that kind of like affect who you are as a person Anyways, I was just kind of reminiscing for like a whole week back on those years and it kind of made me sad. Like not gonna lie, like I had like a rough week thinking about how that chapter is like completely ended and I also felt like guilt around feeling sad about that because it wasn't coming from a place of, um, oh, like I'm getting cold feet or like, oh, i like not ready to be married but it was just more so like, shit, like this is hitting me like a ton of bricks. I wasn't prepared to finally like sit here and be like, that version of myself is gone and she's never coming back. And not to say I don't like this version of myself now, but like I'm, I'm kind of like a sentimental person. Like I, I used to get sad on the last day of school, like sitting in my desk and just being like, I'm never going to sit in this desk again. I'm never going to see this teacher again. Like, it's just wild to think about like the different chapters in your life. And you don't really realize like how fast it goes by. You don't really realize like, oh shit, like I need to actually sit in this feeling and mourn that past life and like kind of work through it. But Sorry, that was kind of rambling, but do you have anything to add? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, when you were going through that, you know, first when Lexi told me about that, like I was kind of caught, caught off guard because, you know, I was like, oh, shit, are you getting cold feet? Or <laughs> like, what are you telling me yeah, right now? I'd, like, I, I, would... I didn't understand it at all. And I think it's because guys and girls go through that kind of phase at different points. And. Mm-hmm. That was something that we were going to kind of dive into tonight. You know, we're a month out from getting married and Lexi's having this kind of like realization that that <laughs> single time in her life is over. And I I was telling her, you know, I feel like guys and, you know, at least what I went through was at the time when I knew I wanted to propose to Lexi and marry Lexi, like, I kind of came to that conclusion and accepted that like way back then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like since the guy's kind of the one like initiating it and having to propose and ask, you know, chick to marry him, like you kind of have to accept that before taking that next step of proposing. Yeah. And one thing that we kind of talked about was 
you know, for, for girls, like you're, that's not something you're really having to come to terms with before (laughs) saying yes to someone, because it's not like you're necessarily like expecting it to happen at a certain time or whatever. Not at all. And like, I was saying yes to you. I wasn't saying yes to like, okay, like that means that like my entire life as I knew it before is completely over. (laughs) Like that doesn't go through our minds. Like we say yes to love. We say yes to like life with you. We say yes to like the potential like fairy tale that follows that engagement. Like it's not like I'm going to sit there and kind of have like this existential crisis while you're down on one knee. (laughs) And like granted, I, I know that we talked about marriage already and like I wasn't shocked or surprised when you proposed like I knew it was coming but even then it's like as a girl society kind of trains you to be like all right like if you're in a serious relationship your next step is getting engaged so do whatever you can to make sure he proposes make sure your relationships and like checking all these boxes so I I'm the fact that I went through this it was like not concerning to me but it's just concerning that I've never like heard or seen anyone else deal with this like anywhere on social and i follow like all kinds of dating accounts and dating advice like blogs and podcasts and stuff like that and like even on tiktok i'm on like wedding tiktok and getting like all the tips and tricks when it comes to planning a wedding and people's freaking second dress inspo like (laughs) photos and stuff like that but i was like damn like no one's talking about these hard experiences when it comes to making that big lifelong commitment so that was what was concerning to me just like wanting to be validated that what I was feeling was normal wasn't like oh like something's wrong with me and I'm just over here being it's that and then also just changing my last name like I said I always like knew I wanted to do that and like I'm okay with it but like it really is sinking in that I've been Alexis Dela Cruz my entire life and I'm 29. So it's like, that's like, there's so much identity and attachment to a person's name. Sure, people can be like, oh, it's just my last name, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, that's not true. Like, you've literally, this name is like on every single thing that belongs to you. Everyone who knows you knows you, knows you as that. You're, that's your contact name and literally like, I don't even know, hundreds of phones right now. And then after one day, it just changes. <laughs> I've had 29 years to get used to and identify with my current name and then now I have to completely become a new person like I know I'm still gonna be me but like you have to understand that like there's so much belonging and identity in just your name oh yeah I mean I I can't (laughs) Zach literally, Zach literally paid $45 for me to have this <laughs> massive identity crisis and change my identity. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, because I'm not in your shoes, really. You know, that has was never really something that even crossed my mind. And then once we kind of had the conversation about it, it was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Would feel weird if I was having to change my last name too. It's so. not too late. You you could change your last name if you want. I I will <laughs> say you have a cooler last name than I do, but I think I'll stick with mine. Yeah, I will say we did compromise in with my last name being Dela Cruz. We've agreed that we're gonna name one of our kids Cruz. So, Cruise car is pretty sick. Yeah, <laughs> but eh, Cruise car with a mom named 
a Lexus car. <laughs> that that was something that didn't even like Mm-mm. cross my mind until I I think one of your friends brought it up like it's, months after we were engaged. Yeah, and I was, I was like, like, oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna hear all kinds of jokes about that. Like when for I, the rest like, of my life. I've always just known you as Lexi. I, like in our, you know, two years of being together now, I think I've called you Alexis maybe <laughs> twice. So Hello, my my name is Alexis in your phone. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, it's just I Are don't you know, gonna that's change not... it when we get married? I was actually thinking about that this week. Like Are you gonna do I put it? you as Alexis card? Do I put you as wife? <gasps> oh what, my god. What do I like? That's I don't crazy. know, maybe, you, maybe you'll still be Alexis de la Cruz in my... I um, can't even think about the last time I, like... Because you're still Zachar on my phone. I, we didn't even bother adding, like, cutesy little contact names. No emo- what, We don't have an I, emoji. Wasn't I Zach Bumble in your phone for a while or something? You were Zach B and the B stood for Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> Again, shout out Bumble. Yeah. No, I only saved your... I wasn't going to save your number, and then I did that to find your Instagram. See, okay, that's another hack out there. If you are meeting up on a for a date with somebody and don't have their last name and you want to do some social stalking, I would suggest, and I'm probably so late to the game. This is like two years old information. But anyways, if you have their phone number, save it in your contacts and then go on to Snapchat and go in to add a new friend based on your contacts. And sometimes guys are dumb enough to have their first and last name in their username on Snapchat. So then I found out Zach's last name searched on Instagram, found him, found out that his Instagram absolutely sucks. But in my book, that was a complete green flag. <laughs> It'd be different if you had like a shit ton of mirror selfies and like, you know, Well, would that edited. mean my Instagram's good? I feel like that'd mean my Instagram sucks even more. <laughs> Not like good, but if you were like, if you had photos that were perfectly curated and edited and you were, thought into it. yeah posed and just like looked like an f boy then that's just that's a red flag but the fact that all your photos are just like trash quality and like few and far between is a <laughs> green flag <laughs> and now it's just like a complete fan account for me <laughs> now any guys listening to this i want you to you might even need to rewind this and listen to how complex this whole strategy was just to find my name. And you need to realize that these women are all professional level detectives. Oh, yeah. Like in their past lives, they were like wearing the the funny detective hats like funny, Sherlock Holmes. Funny detective hats. Yeah, you know the ones with the, the bill in the front and the back? <laughs> like but, the Peaky Blinders <laughs> No, not quite. But uh, Oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, and they all know exactly how to find any information they're looking for. So just, I mean, if you got anything to hide, you got to play it safe. The bot, you shouldn't have anything to hide. I guess what I'm saying is you're not going to be able to hide anything. Yeah, and then if she asks you a question, she already knows the answer to it. (laughs) (laughs) She's just testing you. There's another one. (laughs) (laughs) It. You're not going to be able to hide anything from any of these women. No. That's that's something that you learn over time. I'm giving you that that knowledge bomb right now because <laughs> it you either gotta gotta realize that now or it's going to be a rude awakening someday. Oh my goodness! 
Coming back to the, the identity crisis topic when it comes to the female's point of view when you get engaged, I feel like I kind of dealt with it earlier. I did some research, and by research, I just literally an hour ago googled identi- premarital identity crisis. That's what I googled, not, not gonna lie. And I found like this blog post that basically touched upon like what it was I was going through and it was kind of some like good information so kind of made me feel a little bit more validated and seeing like oh okay I'm not the only one that deals with this but I also found some other information out there that a lot of women actually deal with this after they're married a month to like a few months after marriage and I can completely relate to that too right so say you're like single and dating and your number one goal is to like find your person or like you know, find a good match, find a good date, like potentially get a boyfriend, then you get into a relationship and your goal there is to kind of like get to know this person and build a stronger, more serious relationship. And then before you know it, you're together long enough, you're like, okay, that natural next step is like getting engaged or moving in together. And that's the goal. And after you get engaged, you're kind of planning your wedding and like planning your future life together then you get married and then I can totally see it because like literally my, the, our wedding right now is like taking up so much space in my mind right now. I won't say I'm like, you know, <laughs> working 24-7 around the clock on this wedding because I'm very hands-off and lazy when it comes to it, but it is on my mind. So I feel like that counts because it's taking up space in my mind. But I feel like once that's over, you're kind of saying that, okay, like now I'm his wife. Like this is amazing. But then I feel like with the wedding and the excitement of everything about being engaged and, you know, accomplishing that big goal in every woman's life, it's like of being a fiance, you're kind of just a little bit caught off guard. I mean, and I'm just speaking from like predicting what that would be like. Obviously, I'm not there yet. Could be completely wrong, but I can see why women kind of deal with that identity crisis a little bit later after marriage. Just because, you know, now you're like, okay, I have a new last name. I'm stepping into this new role as a wife. I've never been a wife before. Like, how do I be a good wife? Like, what do you do? And then obviously that natural next step too is being a mom if you want kids. So when you think about it, women go through, I know this isn't the, this definitely isn't the first and definitely isn't the last identity crisis I've ever gone through. So it's just crazy to kind of look into that future and think about, how many life changes and essentially identity crisis crises crises what's the plural of crisis crises (laughs) crises (laughs) like there's basically thinking like ahead to how many identity crises that women have to go through because becoming a mom is like a whole other thing i don't want to think about that yet that's crazy but you don't want to think about it but you want babies asap yeah (laughs) Exactly. If you, that's 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 a perfect it, it, that, way of yeah. explaining. Well, I mean, that's that's very similar to like you were saying with getting married and yeah. getting engaged. You know, your goal is to like get proposed to and get engaged and yeah. stuff, and you're all caught up in that without like really thinking about like, oh shit, this means we're getting married and I'm becoming like this. Yeah. Essentially, like new person new identity Instead, i was like i'm gonna be a hot bride <laughs> yeah and the beautiful ring i was like damn i get to show this thing off 
Yeah, but it's crazy. So when I was like reading everything, I'm like, okay, at least I kind of went through this before the wedding. Who's to say that I'm not going to have dabble in a little bit more crises after the wedding? I don't know. So sit tight, Zach. <laughs> Take you for a wild yeah. ride. <laughs> we'll see when round two is. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as like advice for other women out there that are kind of in the same situation or in serious relationships like about to get engaged I would say to just like really soak it all in like just if you're not engaged yet just like be in the moment soak it in don't focus so much on your timeline don't focus so much on like okay we need to be engaged by this date so that we can be engaged for this long so that we can get married at this date so we can be married for this long before kids like I know it's so hard to like not fall into that biological like timeline trap when it comes to being a woman just because we do have timelines when it comes to how fertile we are if we want to have kids but just try your best to kind of be in the moment soak it all in this is the last time you're ever going to be this version of yourself and this version of the couple and relationship that you have before that you get engaged and that next chapter starts immediately like the moment you say yes that next chapter starts and you literally have no time to grieve and mourn that past chapter and completely close that chapter and that's I think exactly what happened to me like I it kind of hit me out of nowhere and freaked me out a little bit so yeah that's my advice like it's inevitable it's gonna happen unless you're like a completely <laughs> I don't want to say spineless but like <laughs> you know if you if, if you're, you're okay if you're a coward <laughs> if you're okay with not having an identity at all <laughs> if you're just gonna be a blank face with a question mark in it you'll be fine <laughs> Yeah, so sorry if you, you like, are cool with not having an identity. (laughs) Anyways, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So just try your best to write it out and you got it. And don't be freaked out. It doesn't mean you have cold feet. I mean, obviously, unless you have actual cold feet, which I can't really speak to. But it's not a red flag. You're not alone. You're not crazy. And, I mean, tell your partner if you want. I think every relationship is different. I tell Zach everything, so... He can tell I was in a funk that week, so there's no way I wasn't going to talk to him about it. But like I said, every relationship is different. If you don't want to like freak your partner out, like you have every right to kind of keep it to yourself, talk to some girlfriends about it. But I don't know, what's your thoughts on telling telling your partner if you're going through this? No, I mean, I obviously, like you said, I could tell that something was up and you were thinking about something really, you know, in a funk. And we're the type where when we notice that in each other, we kind of call each other out and we talk about it and have that conversation. And I'm very glad that we did. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad it wasn't something where you just kind of told me and then we just kind of like shut it down because I would have had a completely incorrect interpretation of that. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, guys, we don't like... You don't grow up thinking about, oh, your dream wedding and like all this other <laughs> shit that women are so obsessed with from like an early age, it seems like. Okay, I was never and obsessed with my wedding at an early age. No, but you, you think about that. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. all of the like 
Disney movies and stuff geared toward females are all about like princesses finding their like Prince Charming or whatever. Mm -hmm. And guys, we're watching Rugrats or whatever (laughs) it may be when we're that age. You know, like (laughs) we're (laughs) we like that stuff just doesn't interest us. We don't don't relate to that at like. I was watching Rugrats too. I was not expecting Rugrats. I thought you were going to say something about like sports or like Rocket Power at least. I mean, Rocket Power was the shit back then. Rugrats is like the least like... (laughs) That was just the first thing that came to mind. But yeah, I mean, we're not like concerned with all of that. And then once you do get in a serious relationship, it, it does become like... Well, you get to a point in a relationship where you start thinking about getting married and if this person is who you want to spend the rest of your life with and you don't have to really make that identity change other than becoming a husband to someone I guess I mean accepting that role is like the leader of a family essentially Mm -hmm. as the male in that situation like you got to be patient and kind of like understand that the female is going through something completely different than the process that we went through and coming to that point be patient and kind of be willing to have that conversation with your fiance if it happens when you're engaged or your wife if you know she's going through this identity crisis <laughs> once once you are married frankly i'm i'm happy that this did happen before we got married and we were able to have that conversation because if it was after you know that would have definitely come across to me is like Lexi was having regrets yeah so well you you were like a little freaked out in the beginning I definitely was yeah but we talked about it and I now have a much better understanding than I did when you first brought it to my attention so mm-hmm. communication's key oh my god yeah well that brings us to the end of our very first episode topic, which is the premarital identity crisis. Yeah, thanks for thanks for staying along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll kind of like ease on into just like a little more lighthearted topics. Zach doesn't really know what's coming, but anyway, Zach, to keep the male attention at bay. Wait, does that saying even make sense? At bay means like far away. I never away. knew what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, to to appeal to the male audience, what's some um, what's some sports news from this past week? Well, if we want to tie it into the whole relationship thing, the Celtics head coach Ime Udoka just got suspended for the entire season because he he's a married man. <laughs> of course, he is. Had a consensual intimate relationship with a female staffer of the team which goes against team guidelines so when it first came out it was that the team was going to suspend him for an indefinite amount of time because he broke team guidelines now that it's kind of in the clear what he actually did they're saying that there might be a second female staffer involved so to affairs within the same organization (laughs) and when you work for a professional sports team you have to sign something pretty much when you sign your contract saying that you're not going to have 
relations with someone else within the organization. I mean, especially if you're married. Damn. Yeah. And especially when you're the head coach of franchise like the Celtics. I knew I didn't like the Celtics. (laughs) I didn't like them since they beat the Lakers. Was it two years in a row or just one year back in like 2009? Yeah, that was just one year. The the Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett days. And Rondo when Rondo was there, and then Rondo Ron- went to the Lakers. What a what a move. Rondo He's not there was anymore, though. so sick when he was, he was a on baby. The Celtics. No, he, he wasn't that that what, guy. No, he no. I mean, like a, he was literally a child. Oh like, yeah. He looked like he was fourteen. Yeah, but he was so bad. He was uh, in a good way, I guess. I should. Oh my god! Well, that, yeah, with but. his like fat ass like sweatband. I hated the Celtics to the core because I was like such like a big Lakers fan and like the Celtics just I'm gonna get probably a lot of flack for this but I'm sorry but their court just looks like trash that it's like the most historic (laughs) I know you're like saying it's iconic but like it hurts my eyes like when like watching on tv it's like just so like you know (laughs) it's like not a good combination of fluorescent lighting it's just awful Okay, what what's better, that or the Brooklyn Nets new court? Do you do you know what that one looks like? I'll pull up a picture because yeah, let me see it. Right. Have I seen it? I know you've seen. I'm it. sure I commented on it. If I see it, you've definitely seen it, but you probably don't remember it. I mean, it's so ugly though; it should kind of be burnt in your mind. <laughs> okay, wait. So while you're looking for that, is the Celtics head coach just like completely kicked off the team? Currently, he's suspended for one season, and then they're going to kind of reassess. But that's going to be hard to come back from. <laughs> did, they, did they kick him did They kick him off to sleep on the couch? <laughs> Put in the doghouse? That's the Nets court. Is, what is that? It's supposed to, like... Play, pay it's homage to like homage to you know like playing on the blacktop oh and god so it's supposed to look like cement and asphalt <laughs> wait say cement cement is that well, how you I, say cement i i want to make sure that it wasn't coming through the mic <laughs> like i was saying semen <laughs> <laughs> it still did who says cement 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 <laughs> Yeah, that, I don't know. I think it's better than the Celtics, honestly. <laughs> the Celtics just looks like a like a YMCA gym. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it, but I want to see a YMCA gym on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's iconic, and there are definitely some worse basketball courts out there. Mm, okay. Some other sports news that just <laughs> happened right before we started this was Albert Pujols hitting his 700th home run. That's wild. Two bombs tonight in LA. 700. Didn't you say he's probably like juicing now because he just like turned it on out of nowhere? Yeah, this guy had like a 166 batting average before the All Star break. Gets put into the home run derby just for you know because it's just his last season, just is, the yeah. novelty of it. And then he comes back from the All-Star break and is just 
hitting moonshots and now now he's, he's got pissing on it yeah piss missiles and now he's got <laughs> 700 home runs that's wild it's kind of cool that it happened in la too since he he played there you know the the crowd went crazy for him when wait he hit on the scene. angels no the dodgers he played for the dodgers yeah when it was that year they went to the world series and lost to the red sox i think was that like forever ago? Was that before or after the Angels? That was after the Angels. Oh my god, um, I didn't know he went to the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh. It, so he went he went Cardinals, Angels, Dodgers, Cardinals. Oh, he's back at the Cardinals. Yeah. Oh. I'm clearly not following That's along on his Pujols. Like farewell to tour. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the Cardinals are just because he hit bombs when he was playing for the Cardinals when they went to the World Series. Wait, did they go to the World Series? They just make it to the playoffs that year. When he first played for the Cardinals. Yeah. No, they won a World Series together. Yeah. I think they won. Yeah, they definitely won multiple. I just remember that one game where he like hit like three grand slams or something crazy like that in the playoffs. He had at least like three home runs. I think like one of them was a grand slam. I don't know. It was crazy. And then he went to the Angels. So that's why like I remember Pujols. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> that's crazy. Good for you, Pujols. If you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening out there, what you're doing is great. I take back what I said about you juicing. <laughs> Set a really bad example for the kids. <laughs> yeah. Stay off the juice. <laughs> that just reminds me of Fifty First Dates. With, you still haven't seen that movie, huh? No. Okay, never mind. I can't even talk about it until we watch it. Okay. Our homework tonight, or not tonight, but our homework before we put out the next episode is to have Zach watch Fifty First Dates. And we'll so, give a recap. And we'll give a recap. <laughs> we'll unpack all of it. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I want to kind of bring to light and ask you about, because you're more in tune with like pop culture and stuff, but why is it that cheating is like so relevant when it comes to like pop culture and it's almost like it's glorified we've talked about three cheating situations that are like big news in pop culture yeah they all literally happened like just happened yeah in the past week just like that like infidelity is yeah i don't know it it just seems like it's almost being like glorified glorified in a way yeah, mm, I wouldn't say glorified. I think it's just like a topic that is so triggering for people, yet like addicting and like you can't help but tune in because you have these celebrities and you have these people that are so successful. And I feel like just cheating is like the number and infidelity is like the number one cardinal rule where it's just like you just don't do that in a relationship if there's any hint of that going on with people who are famous or like in the spotlight it just gets blasted in the media and people just can't help but tune in and like unpack it and dig it all up because it's such a trash thing to do but it's a trash thing that people in everyday life do also (laughs) I don't know that is crazy and that's really sad that it's just become this but I but maybe like cheating has just like always been a thing and it's just put on more blast now just because of social media and there are just so many other ways of people getting like found out and busted for it like I I guess when you're in that spotlight it's very hard to keep that in the house you know and you know it's gonna get put out there Mm -hmm. Uh, you know whoever 
is someone's gonna put it on the internet and it's gonna blow up if you have a big name like that yeah people just like take that and freaking run with it so but I don't know. On that interesting note. observation <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that's a good point and that's like actually very sad but yeah on that note you else that you want to end with i oh, not really this is fun though Looking yeah forward to doing some more of them me too this is super fun well Thank you guys for tuning in to our very first episode. Also, just bear with us as we continue to learn and grow and perfect our podcasting skills and our editing skills and our recording skills. So if you have any topic requests or anything, you can reach us at settlingdownpod on Instagram. So our, that's our handle, settlingdownpod. I'm sure you can also search Podcast. Our website is coming very soon. We already bought the domain, so it's settlingdownpodcast.com. We're brand new. Stay tuned for more content, more episodes, more resources. Honestly, we're just we're just getting started. So be on the lookout and tune in to our next episode next week. And don't cheat. And don't <laughs> cheat. And I'm sorry if you're going through an identity crisis, but you got this. All right. See you next time. Or not see you, but... (laughs) (laughs) Talk to you later. Talk to you later. (laughs) Bye.